Welcome to Manager Tools. What to do when your direct complains about the company. Part two, here we go. When we say pattern, at what level of frequency does it become an issue? What are the kind of the conditions under which you think it's a, it's a problem that needs to be addressed? I think if it's something that is, that they're repeating on a monthly basis or in public. Okay, so monthly, okay. So not, it doesn't have to be just every day. I mean, once a month is probably enough that you think it needs to be addressed. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you start noticing that one of your directs is complaining on a more regular basis, in this case monthly, then we recommend that you give them some simple feedback about complaining. And give me a couple examples. Because again, if, if somebody hasn't been listening to the, the podcast, they may think of this as a 30-minute conversation. We're, folks, when we talk about feedback, we're not talking 30, 30 minutes. We're talking not even 30 seconds. We're talking 10 seconds, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to give some, a, a couple of examples, Mike. And any of these examples, all of these examples would be preceded by asking first, can I give you some feedback? Or can I make an observation? Or can I share something with you? Or can I have a word with you about something? Because in our feedback model, our manager tools feedback model, we always first ask for permission to give the feedback. And if you're not familiar with what the manager tools feedback model is, we have some cast for that. You can go and listen to it, right? So all of these examples come after first asking, can I give you some feedback or a similar question? Okay, so here's a couple of examples. Hey, I just gotta let you know, when you complain about what the company is doing, it really sets a bad example for others. Could you work on that for me? Okay, that's one example. Another example, when you complain about new policies, when there's really little that we can do about it, it's just not helpful. Would you think about that for me? Here's a third example. When you bitch about senior people to me, it really puts me in an awkward position. Can you tone it down going forward? Do you think folks, when they hear that, will think that the tone is a little, like, kind of strong? Uh, maybe. You know, I tried to keep the tone a little bit light. I think I even chuckled a little bit before I talked about the bitching about senior people. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? But look, guys, it's just feedback. It's delivered politely. There's, there's no sting. There's no barb. It's just a polite request for a change in behavior. There's probably a sign there that you've allowed it to happen before. And guys, look, sometimes it feels good at times to commiserate with a direct, to be on their side of the line, right? It's After all, it's relationship building. And we tell you all the time, manager tools, it's all about relationships. You need to have good relationships with your directs. Yeah, it's all about relationship building until you need to be the boss. And then suddenly that familiarity, that sense that, you know, we're, we're both on the same side of this, suddenly that breeds contempt and you're, it's going to impact your ability to get stuff done. Yeah, especially when you're going to ask your direct to do something that you both agreed the day before is kind of stupid, right? right? And so now, so now you're in a position of having to say, well, it's not up to me. You got to do it. Okay, there's a way to like show yourself is, is having no power or influence, right? You don't, you don't want to be known as a manager that only just passes stuff down from on high, right? Absolutely. It's not a great position to put yourself on. And then you wonder why you get no respect or why, why people don't um, take you seriously. Well, this is one of those small things that builds toward making yourself impotent. Absolutely. And you really don't want to be known by your peers or your boss or your boss's peers as someone who throws 
them or the organization under the bus every time there's a decision made that you don't agree with. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. Yeah. You know, well, put yourself in the situation. Let's say you're a senior manager and one of, you have a manager working for you and you ask the manager to implement something and the manager then simply goes down to their directs and says, yeah, I wouldn't do this, but you know, you know, Mike, you know, he's an idiot. <laughs> we got to do it right. You wouldn't want that. Your boss probably doesn't want it either. Absolutely. You know, Mike, when you said that, it made me think, well, what about a situation where it is your decision, where you do make a decision and you pass it along to your directs? And to them, it's unclear that it's your decision versus they, right, the, the organization, and they start complaining about it to you, right? Now suddenly you're going to say, well, no, now you don't get to complain because it's mine, but when it's everybody <laughs> else's, you get to complain, right? Right. right? I'll, I'll totally listen and join in when it's everybody else's, but when it's mine, I, you know, I don't want to hear about it, no. Because again, remember, you speak for the organization. In your mind as a manager, the way I think about it is, it's irrelevant whether it's my decision or somebody else's in the organization. I need to, to present this and fulfill it with the same um, fervor to my directs, right? I don't present it one way when it's my idea versus somebody else's. That's right. So again, in this situation, we're talking about giving feedback to somebody as a virtue of, of them complaining on a fairly frequent basis, you know, a, a month, let's say once, once, at least, you know, once a month, something like that. So, that's one condition in which we'd recommend folks giving feedback to their directs. How about when people do it publicly? It's one thing, right? If a direct comes up to you and there's a private conversation, maybe during a one-on-one, -on -one, right? We, we talked about that's kind of the situation we're talking about here. But now it's another thing entirely when they talk about it publicly. Publicly, right. Even if it's only once, right? So let's say we're on a staff meeting. There's, let's say there's 10 or 15 people in the room and one of your directs starts to complain about your boss or they, right? The the organization. What what then? Yes, this is even if it's rare, if it's public, it's worthy of feedback. Complaints that are made publicly are corrosive because your silence is is read as consent. That's right. Now let's talk about the feedback. We do, would we give? Do we recommend giving f feedback right there in the in the meeting? That because um, of course that wouldn't be feedback because feedbacks for the private consumption of somebody else. What? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so no, we don't, we, we never give feedback to our directs in front of other people where other people can, can hear it, right? As you said, my feedback is for the private use of the direct. So we don't recommend you give feedback publicly, but you can certainly address it in the meeting, right? You can certainly say something because again, if you don't say anything, if you remain silent, then the rest of your directs or the other people in the room assume that you agree with the complaint that was just that was just stated that's right and and folks it's a lot easier if you if you address it earlier rather than later don't wait for the person to rant for 10 minutes before addressing it when it start, starts to go off the rail it's, it's time to stop it right then and there and and the earlier on the easier to stop say hey we don't have time for that or you know that's you know that's inappropriate to talk about it at, at this meeting let's 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 end that right now and move on what's next don't wait for a five, the end of a five minute rant it becomes a little bit harder at that point. Nip it in the butt early. Yeah. Say something, say something fast, quickly, as soon as it begins and put an end to it. And I do it a little bit differently than um, we talked about if you're in an individual conversation with somebody in terms of moving on. And I don't think in this case we're suggesting 
that you chuckle or you somehow don't address this. I think when it's public, I think you have to address it, right? You say, you have to say something like, that's inappropriate or that's not for discussion here or we don't need to talk about that. That's, that's the wrong thing to be talking about here. I don't think it's a matter of chuckling and moving on. Is that, do I get, get you right? I would agree. I put these types of comments in, in a public uh, situation like this in, a, in the same category as gossip. Uh, because you're talking badly about someone uh, in front of other people, and we don't tolerate gossip. And I've even said to to directs in a public situation like this in a meeting, you know, guys, we don't we don't do that here. If you have something that you want to talk about, you can come and talk to me about it privately. But we need to move on. Yeah, and then and then I think you have to follow up with some 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 private feedback. But this is not. Um, so I don't think we're recommending either that you sit there for 10 minutes and get out on your soapbox and, and berate the person publicly. We don't, we're not into that either, but there has to be some indication that it's inappropriate behavior. And then you move on. It's not, it's not 30 seconds, not a minute. It's, you know, literally again, it's 10, it's, it's 10 seconds or so. But, uh, what I'm suggesting, you need to make it clear that it, that it is inappropriate without getting on a soapbox and talking about it for five minutes. Right. Or giving or using the feedback model, right? You not use the feedback. Yeah, model you wouldn't do that. You certainly wouldn't do that. Yeah. Cool. Now, we all engage in this behavior. Um, we either complain or we allow people to complain and haven't done anything about it. So now I'm going to, you know, now I'm going to bring the hammer down, so to speak. Of course, we're not talking <laughs> about a hammer, right? We're just talking no. about feedback generally. How do we bridge the gap between um, our failures as a manager in the past and what we're going to do now? Yeah, I think the reason many of us, Mike, feel like giving feedback for complaining is a hammer, right? It's it's too strong a medicine, is that too many of us have mistakenly allowed our directs to complain to us about the organization. And we know in our heart that we have also engaged in that behavior as well, That's right. right? I hate when it happens. Yeah, it's, you know, do as I say, not as I do. And, right? and we feel, you know, for being... Candid, you know, there's a little part of us that feels a little hypocritical. Like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring the hammer down on my directs for doing something I know I've done, I've been guilty of doing, right? And, and that can be, that can be tough. Um, this is unfortunately, this is just another example of mo most of us doing management wrong because nobody ever taught us any different, right? And we all have some interest in bonding with those who are closest to us. Again, we want to have good relationships with our directs. So first let's forgive ourselves. Look, there's nothing we can do about yesterday, right? Forgive yourself, admit, you know what? I've been guilty of doing it. I have done it. It was in the past. I'm going to do better going forward. If we can forgive ourselves privately and then publicly start giving feedback, it can confuse our directs though. So this is where we adhere to manager's tool, manager tools law of managerial change. Never introduce a change and how you manage without first introducing that change. In other words, don't change what you're doing as a manager without first telling your team what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how it's going to work. Okay, so to say it differently, you don't get to forgive yourself privately and then publicly start holding your directs to a different standard without first talking to them about it. So are you even suggesting that that I'd even like admit to my folks that I've been guilty of this? Like I'm going to I'm literally going to ask them to modify their behavior 
and not do things that I've even been guilty of in the past? Yes, you are. <laughs> oh my God, that is so uncomfortable. And you're going to own up to having done it. Wow. Okay. I mean, we're going to take, right. take responsibility, right? So if you've been allowing some no, complaining. I think, no, I think, I think my directs are generally, you know, probably not as smart as I because of course that's why I'm the boss. And so I bet you I could roll it out and not admit I've done it. And they probably never even know it. They probably like, oh. Yeah, you can be super clever, right? Yeah, right? I can be clever. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no not really. <laughs> They're not that stupid and we're not that smart. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. We I, I love when we get questions like that from from folks at the conferences. Well, can I can I kind of do it, but then sneak it in this way? I'm like, no, they'll still know. If you're a bad manager, or you've done no, I shouldn't say it that way. Not that you're a bad manager, but if if there are things that you can work on or things that you can do better, believe me, every single one of your directs knows it. I mean, you're, yes, not, you're not hiding. They know, right? No, um, you may not know, but they they know, and they talk about it amongst themselves. Yes, right? so, they probably know your weaknesses better than you do. They do it, and it's oh yeah, that's another whole thing. Asking for feedback from your directs, and we have a podcast on that as well. Um, can be quite humbling. Yes, yes, it can. So let's tell them, Mike, what what to say, right? What to, how how to actually. Uh, introduce this this change that we're now going to implement now that we know why we we ought not be allowing the complaining and we ought not to be complaining ourselves what are they actually going to say yeah and, and where and when right yeah good so it, it's again it's not a doesn't have to be a, a 10 minute discussion it can take just a moment a minute or two in each one of your one-on-ones and it might sound something like this hey i've been thinking uh thinking through some ways that i can get better as a leader I, I want to give you guys the best manager possible. I, I really believe that you guys deserve me to do the best job I can. And one thing I've been doing wrong is letting everyone complain whenever they want. Um, and also, I often agree with you or, or sometimes I even chime in. That's just not a good example for me to set. And I'm really going to try to do better. Every once in a while, you know, a gripe is fine. We, we all have rough days. We all need to let off a little steam every now and then. I totally understand that. But if it's in public, if it's in front of other people, or if it becomes a pattern, I'm going to say something. I'm going, to, I'm going to give you some feedback. And I really think that this is a better way to do things going forward. Yeah. Would you say something maybe at, say, a staff meeting and somebody complains in the staff meeting? Would you, would you have a conversation there about it, perhaps? Yeah, if you would rather uh, wait for there to be um, where the behavior takes place, right, where there's an instance of complaining, like at a staff meeting, then certainly you could. And then at the end of the meeting, you could say something very similar, something like, um, hey, folks, before you go, before you, before you wrap up, everybody goes back to work. And trying to be better as a leader and trying to be a better manager for you guys, I think I need to do a job, better job setting a better example about complaining, about griping, you know, bitching about the company. I'm not talking about you having an issue with me. It's t perfectly okay, totally fine for you to disagree with me. Hopefully by now you know that I welcome you disagreeing with me. I think that we get better results when we, when we talk things out um, amongst ourselves. But all of us sitting around bitching about the company, and that's kind of what I've allowed to happen during meetings, it doesn't really accomplish anything. And frankly, I think it sets a bad example. So going forward, I can certainly tolerate an occasional gripe if it's to me. If you want to share a complaint during our one-on-ones, that's fine. Totally understand that. 
But if it becomes a pattern for anybody, or if it's done in a public, like in a staff meeting or in a team meeting, I'm politely going to ask you to cut it out. I really think this is a better way for us to go. Yeah. And I, I love it. And folks, um, by admitting that you've done it, it just opens up the conversation, allows people to get to give themselves some space to to recognize that they've done it as well, that they're no better than you. They've done it. And we can and we're in this. This is one one case where we are they we're in it together. Right. We're all in the in the process of improving our behavior. Um, so that's a case where. Us it gives work. you so much credibility too. That's right? right. If you start giving your directs feedback about something that you just did yesterday, you, you really undermine your credibility. That's right. Absolutely. Um, and this is, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, sometimes we worry as managers about being hypocritical. This makes the change in that you're not being a hypocrite anymore. If you admit that you've done it and that you're going to try and work on it and do better and you're going to hold them to that standard, now you're no longer being a hypocrite. Right. Being a hypocrite is continuing to do the behavior, but asking other people not to. That's right. And we've talked about us and they and them and all that kind of stuff. Um, at some point in somebody's career, that's a, that's a good thing to understand, right? The whole kind of welcome to they, right? And you think it's useful to to share that perspective with folks before they get into the position of being a manager? Because um, I think most people don't learn that until they're already part of they, right? Welcome to they. They learn it the, the tough, the, the hard way, right? They 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 have some some fumbles or some stumbles, and suddenly they realize, oh, okay, I, I'm on this side now. That's okay. right. So yeah, absolutely. We have a podcast called Welcome to They Professional Subordination, and the they in the title of the podcast is management. It's the, again, it's the principal side of the principal agent theory. And we recommend for your top performers that you teach them this concept, have them listen to the, to the cast, welcome to they, before they get promoted. Because once they do get promoted, they're part of they now, right? And having them listen to that cast ahead of time will help them be ready. A new manager who complains once they are on the other side of the line marks themselves as immature and it's noticed by their peers and by the folks above them they can be seen as not being ready for the responsibility that has been conferred upon them i think mike it can have serious repercussions sure it can absolutely and you know you get promoted tomorrow if you've been engaging this kind of behavior in terms of complaining and bitching that's not a good position to be in um, so for your best performers, yeah, don't, don't let them get in that situation, but, you know, help them understand it and change behavior well before they get promoted. So that when they do get promoted and now they're part of they, they're a manager, uh, they have a, they have a better chance of being successful because, yeah. you know, we've talked about it many, many times. If you're a director, I mean, in, in our term, a director has other managers working for her. One of the ways you're evaluated is how successful your people are once they've got promoted to a management job. And so if you promote somebody and they're unsuccessful, that's a reflection on you as an executive. Um, and so this is one of those things that you can do. You can teach your folks so when they do get promoted, they have a better chance of being successful. Yeah, the last thing you want is somebody that you just promoted continuing to engage in the behavior they did before they got promoted because in their mind, they think, well, 
it's fine. I got promoted, so there's no problem. And now suddenly in their first two or three months, they're doing these behaviors and everybody else is looking at them saying, maybe they weren't ready for that promotion after all. That's right. And then they're looking at you, if you're a director, and saying, maybe you didn't make such a good decision. So Yeah, God forbid you have your newly promoted manager in a meeting with you, your boss, and your peers, and that direct engages in these old ineffective behaviors. Not good. Yeah. Everybody in that room is going to look at you and say, uh, <laughs> maybe you made a mistake here. <laughs> yeah. Or, 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 or even, and I, I kind of cast it in that, in that way. I, I don't mean to be selfish, uh, but at, certainly as, as directors, having this person work for you, you want them to be successful. I mean, you better, right? Um, and even if it didn't reflect on you personally, you don't want that for your directs. And it just takes, they just have to do it once in the wrong situation. And it takes, uh, it'll take them months, years to, to dig themselves out of that hole. So. Yep, absolutely. All right, so should we wrap it up? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so a little bit of whining is probably fine, but the manager who lets it go and then frets about when to stop it is wasting his or her time. And with our feedback model, you don't have to make a big deal out of it. And that way, it won't become a big deal. Yeah, start it when it's small. Feedback, little, little corrections. Cool, Danny, appreciate it. Awesome, thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long.